0: Yo, what's good with you? It's Nia Queen, and we are back for another episode. You know, I haven't been feeling good this week, but seeing y'all today, like, I I feel a lot happier. Like, you know, I got my guy Chef Beans here. You know, Chef Beans, uh, the genius himself. Oh, come on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Small town Um, kid. Small town kid. (laughs) Chef Beans. And we also have a distinguished author here. Ooh. You know, Distinguished I like, I like that. <laughs> HBCU I like graduate, that. I like that. mental health advocate, Oi, social worker, a yes. businesswoman, entrepreneur.
1: Okay. <laughs> I like it. Miss
0: <laughs> <laughs> <a> <laughs> <laughs> Rashida Jones. Yes, 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 yes. How you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good.
0: I'm happy to have Honored you here.
1: Honored to be here. <laughs> oh. Honored that y'all chose me to be here. Seriously. Seriously, it's
0: divine. You can't question what's divine. You was meant to okay. be here, right? Yes. And and me and Beans were talking this week about how y'all met before. I didn't even know you knew Chef Beans. I was just like, oh, she started following our page, and I saw the book, and I was just like, oh no, she don't, she got me on. The show.
2: That's why I'm saying got how got it is divine show. because it's right. funny because I reached out to her like, if you're ever interested, I see you doing your thing with mm-hmm. the mental health and boom mm-hmm. boom. I'm part of a mental health podcast, and she said, "Nah, that's dope." So, without us even communicating, that's how
0: the stars aligned.
1: And they always do, they always right? Align. It
0: was it was meant to be. It was written. It was written. It was
1: written. <laughs> it was written. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: How are you guys doing this week? I want you to share a high and a low of the week.
2: Um, I can go first. So, how I'm feeling this week? I'm feeling more balanced now. I don't know if. I, a person is ever really 100% balanced, just Mm -hmm. like my own theory, but I'm feeling a lot more balanced because I've been able to get to the root of what was making me feel unbalanced. And a lot of times I put a lot of pressure on myself to continue to do different things, so I had to perceive what success actually means to me and all these other overthinking thoughts. But once I realized I was overthinking, I was able to just, Mm. and breathe. So I guess that's my highs and my lows. My lows is me questioning if i am where i feel as though i'm supposed to be and the high came from me realizing that i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be yeah that's true bars okay all right i'll start with the class i'll stop (laughs) but no that's literally how i think uh what about you rashida how what's been a high and a low of your week
1: i'm on spring break and this week has been good spring break from what So I'm a uh, counselor. I'm a middle school counselor, and we're on spring break right now. And ideally, I would have liked to be in Jamaica, right? (laughs) But the way that things happen, um, I had the opportunity to go visit a school and speak to some kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yesterday, I was a part of an opportunity to bail out a black mom at Linwood Jail. Mm. And so a lot of powerful things happened this week that... Way beyond that, I can even imagine, like giving me that feeling of fulfillment, right? Mm. And being in Jamaica, although I would have loved to be there, like those two opportunities this week was like very fulfilling. Um, it's a different type of joy, it's a a different type of joy, um, that I'm still processing. Like, I'm still sitting in it, like, dang, I just was a part of something so dope. Uh, The low would be because it's spring break, I have not touched the sand or water. So, today I'll probably go take my bike and just have a moment to myself because this week I was pouring a lot mm-hmm. into a lot of other people and things. And so I haven't had the opportunity to just sit with mm. myself. So, yeah. that's like the low that, okay, you had spring break, you had this opportunity. It's time to go sit and be with yourself. Right. So, that's like the low. Okay. Creating the balance that you were just talking about. Right. And, and I definitely had to do that for myself
0: <coughs> yesterday because this week for me, hasn't been the greatest, uh, my godfather passed away this week. And I think it's just hard for me to see other people in pain too. Cause that's my dad's best friend, like since high school. So seeing him all messed up, like it was just like, dang, this is, this is terrible. This is sad. Um, but <clears throat> I, I realized all the stuff that I do and Then on top of, you know, dealing with tragedy, I was just like, this is too much. This is too much. Like, I have to take a break. So, you know, I told my boss about everything that happened, and I was just like, I'm taking a sick day. Like, I can't, you know, I I need to uh, take care of myself. Uh, I need to take that time to take care of myself. But my high for the week is yesterday I went to Napoli Naturals, you know, in LaMert Park. And I got to meet the owners, and they were interested in Kid Onyx. And the owner bought a pack of cards off of me off the spot. Like, she yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I want to post this. I want And that just, like, gave me, you know, so much joy because I'm like, other people are seeing the the value in what I'm bringing to the table. And it's like these people are established, you know, businessmen, businesswomen, right. entrepreneurs. So it, it meant a lot to, you know – see that recognition from people who are established, right? you know, so that, that really made me happy and it just makes me optimistic for Kid Onyx. And I know that, you know, even when there are hard times, there's, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, it doesn't last forever. Um, so yeah, that was that was that, I was really excited about that. I'm just excited to work more on Kid Onyx and put you know more money behind it because I'm seeing that it does have a lot of value. Um, so yeah, you know that's my high and low for the week. Uh, but enough about me. That's not why we're here. Yeah,
1: so condolences though. I want to acknowledge you. that. Thank yes. you. Can't yes, just sorry pass to hear through that. that yeah. And, thank you like, for that. You Didn't say that.
0: So honoring thank him. You. Thank you, thank you. I Appreciate that. Um, before we get into our interview, I do have a special announcement.
2: Bum, 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 <laughs> bum, bum, bum. So
0: I submitted um, uh, "What's Good with You" podcast to this contest called PodCash by Racket, and we actually won some money, y'all, for the where's podcast. Yeah, where is the class? Yeah. Yeah, where is the class? The class guys? We <laughs> won some where's money. You I mean, I could believe it, but just
2: don't don't have me going. No, on no, there, no, no, because I
0: know you. I know you, you. be like, you deserve this. You know, you know. And y'all do, yeah, so yeah. It, it's been what two years? I've been doing this now. Yeah, and um, just I'm I'm happy to see my hard work starting to pay off right? because sometimes there are times where I'm like, dang, I'm spending a lot of bread on this. I'm not seeing nothing in return. Like, should I just stop? And then, you know, stuff like this happens and I'm like, come on, let's keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
2: a lot of times the return can be things that we don't even see. The return can be things. If there was a woman struggling with body image insecurities and we had a podcast where we were untangling that or Mm -hmm. someone who may have had, suicidal thoughts and after they heard our last interview it gave them the courage to actually seek therapy so mm-hmm. I feel as though there will be a lot more reward that we won't physically see and the value that we give out to people will continue to multiply not just like financially but on other magnitudes mm-hmm. people are really going to start reaching out to us and it's like contest competition different things like that literally are going to be sent to us to submit because we are providing that value to people all over the world right
0: exactly. Right. It's, it's not always about, like you said, the financial side, but it is about, you know, the reason why I created it so that people can start getting help. Yes. You know, and start having a better, you know, understanding of themselves. So, yeah, it's, it's a bigger purpose. It's bigger than me. So, yeah, I'm just excited about that because it's just like, you know, a little pat on the back yes. for me. You know what I'm saying? So, I definitely had to announce that. Um, but the reason we are here today is to talk about. And, and I, I wanted to talk about the book, but now I want to talk about everything because this <laughs> is like it's so many things. Um, but you wrote a book uh, titled Justice, and why don't you tell people about it in in your own words?
1: Okay. So should I give the background of it, or just talk about the book?
0: Well, just tell us a little brief description of, of the book, book first, Got and it. then we'll talk, get into Got it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, so Justice is a children's book, self-published. It's about a young boy who has um, difficulty expressing his feelings about his dad's incarceration. And then so he has a visit with his dad. They have this moment together, and he develops this courage and this bravery like, all right, I'm going to live in my truth. Mm -hmm. And so from that moment on, he goes and he shares with his friends like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm experiencing. Here are coping skills to help you get through it too – then he realized, like, hey, I'm not alone. And so that's basically the concept of the book, that he's struggling, and he ends up being able to, you know, again, develop that that moment with his dad um, to share with others, to help others. And so that's really what the book is about. Um, that's who Justice is.
2: What, um, what inspired you to write a book like Justice? Because you are an uh, L.A. native, correct? Uh, yes. Like, we spoke about L.A. native, Cal State, mm-hmm. then – Clark Atlanta. You yes. feel me? You went yes. from e- yeah. West Coast, East Coast, East Coast, West Coast type thing. What inspired you to write a book like Justice?
1: Personal experience. Personal experience. Okay. Um, personal knowledge. Personal skill set all played a part in um, this project. And so I too was a kid who had my dad incarcerated. Mm. Um, I too was a kid who had my brother incarcerated. My brother is incarcerated. Like my family has had this um, streamline of incarceration and so I found a way to cope through writing. Like, writing Mm. was my outlet. And so um, as I developed, as I became a social worker, as I became a children's therapist, I'm like, let me use my healing and give the kids, the community, something that they need. And so that inspired it. So my healing with writing and then seeing that there's a gap and there's a need for it. And so how can I fill this gap? How can I fill the need? This was a no brainer to put my passion, my purpose, and what I do every day into one project Mm -hmm. and to see it come to uh, what it is today. Wow. Yeah. And, And see, this is why it's so important
0: to have, you know, representation in mental health because. Think about before this, like before this book existed, like it probably was nothing out there like it. You know, I've never read it. Right. Like I've never it. read anything like it. But it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. I work in this community, too. And I work with kids and their parents is not around, whether they're incarcerated or, you know, on drugs or whatever the case may be. We just
2: never came home from the store.
0: Man. Or vacation. Man. And, and they have to deal with that. that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and they have to deal with that. Or not know how to deal with it. And it comes out in different ways. So that's that's just so, that's what w- the main thing that inspired me to bring you on the show is because it's like, dang, we need this. We and and, need and this. let me
1: say, it is books out there like this. Not like this per se, but talking about the topic. They mm-hmm. are a bit dated because I did do my research with anything that I do to mm-hmm. see like where I can fit. Um, the keyword that you said that was representation, um, and so I was just having this conversation recently. Like, okay, they had it in a form of a bunny, or like a dinosaur, or like they have it like where they they downplay, do that a lot. Yeah, they, they do downplay that. like our reality. And reality is we're not
2: bunnies. not a dinosaur, we're not are right. not a dinosaur, <laughs> not a Tyrannosaurus like, Rex.
1: Rabbit daddies don't go to jail. Like, let's be right. honest. Let's be transparent. Let's be like let's give the people what we need. Like, let's see ourselves and our experiences in literature. Um, And so we see it on TV a lot, right? But are we synod in literature? Are we promoting literature? And so that's where, um, again, I wanted to represent me being an L.A. native, represent my family, represent our HBCUs. Like, I was very intentional with doing that um, because I understand the importance of representation, especially in mental health.
0: I wanted to ask you, because you are an HBCU graduate. And, I
1: mean, (laughs) maybe maybe I'm giving HBCUs a
0: little bit too much credit, but did going to an HBCU kind of put the fire in you to, like, do something in the community, or you think you were already like that before? What, what do you think? Because um, I have my opinion on it, but...
1: I already was who I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to an HBCU. i always been passionate. I always, you know, wanted to volunteer and give back, so that part of me already was there, but me going to an HBCU, like, gave me um, more purpose um it gave me a community it gave me love it gave me comfort it gave me I was able to identify more of who I was like a self-awareness like I'm a girl in this black world you know like this was our world especially at Clark where I have all of these black distinguished men like these women and it just was a community so I walked with a little bit more pride like my head was held a little bit more high Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting no's like I wasn't you know at Cal State LA let's be honest like people were telling me no like I didn't deserve to be there so when I go to HBCU, like, there was an expectation of me, like, no, you're going to write this thesis. Like, right. you can do it. You're going to study abroad. And nobody questioned it. They were all supportive. And so HBCU, like, please big them up because sometimes we find our way in HBCU spaces. And so our kids need to know that, especially coming from Los Angeles. Like, we're a melting pot here. Right, right. And so there's big not a pot. lot of representation where they're like, okay, you can do it. It's more so like, if you do it, good job. But if you don't you know? Right. So yes, please big up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like just going to HBCU in my experience just gave me a little more confidence mm-hmm. in like, I can accomplish anything, you know? So maybe before I would have never started, you know, Kid Onyx if I didn't go, I probably could have been like, oh, well, I don't know if I could do it. Or, you know, I probably would have doubted myself, but now that I see other HBCU grads, being entrepreneurs, creating these products for the community, I'm inspired to right. do what it is that I'm gonna do. So that's the thing I love about HBCUs, you know. Shout out Clark uh,
1: Atlanta University, find a way or make a way. Like that right. is the motto. Right. The
0: motto. Well, I
2: didn't go to HBCU, but oh. I, but I'm the brush. <laughs> <laughs> we were founded at HBCU, yes. so I have my HBCU uh, scratch taken care of. But um, what I was gonna say, I think your book is also very important because when it comes to Just the nurture aspect of a person It happens during youth Like your youthful aspect Is when you're most impressionable Mm -hmm. And a lot of times When people talk about incarceration It's not until they feel as though You're mature enough To handle this conversation Or whatever I mean There are people out there Who know they're visiting Their parents in jail Whatever And it's not glamorized But for the most part There are a lot of parents who dress it up as something that is not. And it's not until later that, well, this is actually what the situation was. The book is very transparent, but still has the grace to where it's digestible to any age group. So I want to give you your flowers for that, because even though I was watching it, I can see how someone younger can download it. And even myself, I'm like, hmm, though my parents weren't necessarily incarcerated during my youth, Actually, I don't really know their business like that. Let me not even <laughs> say they're my youth. Like. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is um, I definitely have family members and friends and peers and all those different things, but this book just really provides another voice and angle for people to be able to not just talk about it, also heal from it as well.
1: Mm-hmm. No, thank you.
2: No problem.
0: I wanted to ask you, because you said that you wrote the book based on your experience and for the need for it. Um, When you were growing up, how how was that presented to you as far as like how did you find out that your father was you know gonna be in prison like how 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 was that for you as a child?
1: you know like because my dad was always there and like God bless his soul he's no longer here but because he was there like during moments that were important like birthdays, graduations, I never felt like at least at the time that his absence was missed because I had a village around me. Right. Okay. So it wasn't <clears throat> until I was an adult where, you know, as adult, we realized, like, oh, that was trauma. Or until you develop that right. self-awareness. So as a young girl, I didn't feel like my dad's incarceration affected me. It was more so my brother's mm, incarceration okay. that affected me because I seen how it affected my mom. Like, I seen how it affected everyone else around us. So not necessarily my dad, but it was my brother. And um, they are around us, like, he's in jail, but he's in jail for something that he didn't do. And so that added a different level of feelings because it's like the, sh- the judicial system has now taken something we love mm. for something that wasn't even like valid. Mm. And so again, a lot of feelings played into that and I hope I'm answering the question, yeah, but yeah. I experienced a lot of emotions because I'm looking, I'm I- impacted from different areas. Like um, it's, so it was hard. Okay. It, it was, it was very hard. Yeah. And then again, having to hide that, like, okay, to the family, he's in jail. But when we go to school, like, you lying. Like, yeah, he's right. on, on vacation. He's, he's on vacation. But we yeah. know what jail is, and we're praying to God that, you know, he comes home soon. So yeah. I was living two different like at home, I'm i right. one-way. Two way. different lives. But at school, right. I'm, I'm pretending as though um, this there's this nuclear family, and mm-hmm. but it wasn't right. really that.
2: Because kids are kids are smart. They're, kids know <laughs> right. They're you're, gonna you, figure it out. Yeah. Your pops been on vacation since oh <laughs> <Yeah>. three. <'03. We're laughs> like right. He vac- traveling he's traveling the world. Like, yeah. I, I, I looked up some uh, some data. And it said, I believe one in 14 kids or people under the age of 18 has at least one parent incarcerated. I think it's one out of nine for kids of color. So that should show you out of one, two, three, four, five, seven, nine, at least one of them have a parent who's who's incarcerated or was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying like is more common than we think. And it's something that people don't talk about enough.
1: Because of that, like because it's the sometimes considered the norm. Like, why are we talking about like it's normal that well, I'm yelling uh, free such and such? Like, but it's not normal right. that United States has the biggest incarceration here. Like, that's not normal. Right. Yeah, and that's so not we normal. need to talk about how people are being impacted. Right?
2: And it's more, and uh, it's I, I realize there are people who get more excited about. No, let me just be completely vulnerable. Please, I'm okay. gonna be just yeah. a little more vulnerable. I didn't know this was gonna come up, but. Part of the reason why I moved to LA is because I felt like a lot of things were being celebrated versus other things. For example, I feel like more people were celebrating more. This person is about to come home as opposed to this person just started a business or this person just wrote a book mm-hmm. or this person. Like, why are we always celebrating? Yo, we're gonna throw a big block party because this person had to sit down for five years and now. So, when I say be a lot more vulnerable. Like you're saying, what we see on social media or text messages, free this person, free that person. Not saying it shouldn't be celebrated, but there's always a lot of great things happening. So I don't know. It's just it's it may be the commonality as far as things that people are talking about, but it doesn't have to be the norm. So we find ways of overcoming that Mm -hmm. or at least talking about it in the most healthy way, as opposed to. How can I respond to this situation with violence, even if it's like externally, internally, because that internal destruction is happening a lot when it comes to different things like that. You can't even say prison around people without them internally feeling like their esteem is depleting for whatever reason, because they couldn't bring dad to bring parent to school day. They didn't know what to say. Oh, what does your parent do for a living? Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh, my mom does it. What about your dad? Uh, He's a construction worker. You're trying to think of something to say he's a world traveler. <laughs> right, did.
0: right. I wanted to ask you, because you you are also in the mental health field as well as experiencing this, and I don't know if you guys watch Bel Air, but there's there was a scene, this is a spoiler alert, there's a scene in the last um, episode where he finally meets his father after being gone for like 13 years. And his father was talking about he was incarcerated, but they never told him that he was incarcerated. Right. But the the character Will he he explains like how he felt abandoned because he just thought his dad was gone. Nobody told him that his dad was locked up, and he was like, "Why didn't you write to me? Why didn't you you know let me uh, visit you? All this stuff." And he was just like, "I didn't want you to see me like that." And so the question is. Do you think that it's harmful to hide that from the child? Like, if if the parent is locked up, do you think it's better to just tell them the truth or to spare them?
1: This is for me. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, both I, of you guys can answer. Both of <laughs> you guys can answer.
0: But
2: I'm gonna go silly, Rob. You wanna be a, you could take the serious. Or I'm gonna go to silly. Okay.
1: Now. So let me give you serious before we get silly. Um, I think that it's helpful. Like again, we want to be honest. Like what. We have to learn how to live in our truth. And if daddy is in jail, let's tell uh, tell the kid that daddy is in jail. Now, you can keep details as to why for whatever reason, you know, just because. But, no, there's still opportunity to build a relationship. Just because a person is incarcerated, it doesn't take away the fact that they're still educators. They still can provide. They still can provide love no matter what. And that's right. what was given to me. Like, all of my wisdom and a lot of my decisions was given for my brother who was – We were separated miles and miles apart, but I still was able to get that. So why deny a child from receiving that or anyone from receiving that? Right. And that was a message in the book, like regardless of the circumstances that the dad was in, he still was able to give a lifelong lesson. And so you would be hurting a child to take, to uh, remove those experiences or cut those experiences short because you're trying to save a feeling, one feeling versus what a child could get. Right. So that's my series. You can go ahead. No, no. Yeah, go ahead. Dude, go you ahead, just body that. I don't know if I want
2: to be. I was just going to say, uh, well, um, what they say, say? Well, Mario Wine said, I don't want to know. if You You know what I mean? You some plan, things. Like <laughs> some things maybe you know you can't grow with. But nah, what you said, you hit it on the nose. I was just going to be silly. Okay. But I 100% echo your same sentiments. I feel like, communicating that, operating with that level of transparency because, again, we talked about it weeks before, the Disney trauma. This is how life is going to be. You're going to grow up, you're going to graduate high school at this time, go to college, meet a Prince Charming, boom, live happily ever after. And I think that same thing can be glamorized when it comes to hiding certain truths. Mm -hmm. Oh, your dad is not incarcerated. He's actually doing this and now he's doing that. I know freestyled a little bit earlier, but I honestly do feel as though it's like erosion, how erosion is when, you know, dirt and things deteriorate. I feel like that same metaphor, metaphorically, that gap inside a child can grow. The mm-hmm. more and more you keep telling them lies, is just expansions of this gap that they're trying to fill. But if there's never the right answer, once the truth do- does hit them, it's only going to attribute to the demise of what was already being grown. So Right,
0: exactly. I honesty, think it's just better to just tell the truth. Yes. Like, eventually, they're going to find out. Because they're going to grow up and figure it out. So they're either going to be mad at you for not telling them the truth, or they're just going to be devastated. Like, you can't escape that. It's going to be pain. It's going to be pain.
1: But what it also can do is it can plant a seed, right? So let's just say, for example, my brother was in jail for something he didn't do. Like, the seed was planted that he's in there unjustly, okay? So and then I, I wanted to study law. So I would, my mom put me in like a law program at, at Dorsey High School, and then from there, like I literally took the opportunity to learn policy, to learn law, which put me in a position to develop a power that I have, like, oh, I have a, a voice in what's, what goes on and what is said. Mm-hmm. And so imagine you planting a seed to little kids as to what they can be instead of, always planting a the seat of being a basketball player or a football player or a mm-hmm. doctor, like, you can be so many different things to be able to be in a position to advocate to where we can end mass incarceration, to where daddy don't have to be in jail, to where right. your cousin doesn't have to be in jail because now we there we have a seat at the table. And so I just wanted to, to add that, like, yeah. it, you can really uh, give the voice to the kids with trans, being transparent.
0: Stop lying to these kids, y'all. <laughs> Tell them the truth because they, they – kids – can sense things you know even if you hide things they can sense it they can they can feel your energy they know that something is up and they you don't want them to grow up to resent you for holding right. these things away from them so just tell the kids the truth y'all tell
2: them tell them the truth man they they engaged in a lot of different things just be honest especially they're engaged in a lot of different activities and speaking of activities we should don't you have an activity book that echoes <laughs> justice?
1: I, I do have an activity tell book. Tell us about so it. so when you tell them the truth, don't just allow this truth to sit because feelings are going to come from the, the truth. So what I created was an activity book. Whoa, um, didn't even see that right there. <laughs> that is so, so And, and awesome. so the purpose of the activity book was, okay, you have, um, it kind of strengthens family relationships. So if you your loved one is incarcerated or, post-incarceration or whatever the case may be after you read justice you now have the opportunity to bond and build I always say like when I went into the visiting room to visit my brother we caught up and because it's been such a long time we only have 15 minute conversations but when we got in the visiting room it was just okay we're playing catch-up but Mm -hmm. we never got the opportunity to really like sit and explore like those feelings or to explore more of who we was And so when I created this book, I'm like, no, like, let me put questions, let me put activities to where as a parent, you can see exactly how I'm feeling, you can learn my coping Mm. skills. As a kid who's experiencing them, I can develop coping skills. And so this activity book was very important to pair uh, with the book, because okay, now you have this message, what are tangible tools we can give these kids to, um, to cope.
0: That's amazing right there. Like, that is amazing right there. I'm sorry. I'm just a little, like, mind blown. But I think that's some some of the reason why, you know, parents aren't honest because they don't know how to deal with the aftermath. Mm. They don't have the coping skills to give their child to deal with this pain. So that is that is amazing wow that is amazing but, but
1: sometimes the adults don't have it like let's right be honest, the, adults like, don't the kids have it. don't have it because the adults don't have right. it. right um, exactly and not because they don't want to have it but because life is happening like they're right. trying to provide they're trying to keep lights on there there's so many different factors that sometimes they just don't have the capacity to do it but put this book in front of you like let's make time because um bonding time is important like mm-hmm. building family relationship is important like having those deep connections is important so Again, a great opportunity to do so. That's great. That's great.
0: What What has the reception of the book and the activities like? What has that been like for you?
1: I just want to say thank God. (laughs) Like you know how you know something is good because you put your blood, sweat, tears, finances, and something. So you know, like okay, this is going to be a hit, right? And so it's been received well. I was able to give bestseller on. a website called Book Baby. Talk about they, they it. wow. <laughs> yes. I was able to do that. Um and then I was able to go into a school to present to uh fourth graders to talk about it and they read it and that just which was this week and that was amazing. So, it is being received very well. Um I just didn't think it would be at that capacity so soon. You know, wow. so When did you when did you put it out? Uh January 15th. Of of, this year. Of this year. Oh. January fifteenth I put it out and People are supporting it. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling you earlier, like, people are supporting it, but I really want people to read it and, like, go through it. No matter your age group. Right, no matter your age group, because everyone can take something from it. I had adults, like, I wish this was around when I was a kid. Like, I wish this is something that I had. So I always say it's a children's book, but it's literally for everyone.
2: Um, So that's the thing. As adults, we got to find more time to speak to our inner child. This book is come a great on, op- come you on.
1: come, on. <laughs> come on. you know this man the
2: this book is an opportunity for you to speak to your inner child because like I said I wasn't necessarily in the position where I had to say my parent slash parents are incarcerated but I do remember times when I didn't know how to respond to certain questions in school mm-hmm. or just just like keeping in the stack so this book helps you not only see from the lens of a parent being incarcerated, but literally how to untangle things as a youth in different coping mechanisms. Imagine if certain resources were available or just presented when it, when you were younger mm-hmm. that you haven't healed from now as an adult mm. and you take it out on the people who you run into. Come <laughs> on, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. And um, everybody go buy this book. Go buy this book your teacher, parent, whatever it Thera- is,
1: therapist,
0: the, caregiver. Right. And the most beautiful part about that book to me was when he finally told his class about it and all these kids came and like, "Hey, I'm going through that too. My auntie is locked up or my brother is locked up." It's like that that sense of relief that he got mm-hmm. and that reassurance and even his teacher saying, "I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so proud of you." And also, like, it's important for the teachers to, teachers or whoever the adults are in their life, like, don't just assume that the kid is bad or the kid hey, is on, not. You are, know what I'm saying? Because they so quick. they so quick to write off these little black mm-hmm. kids as mm-hmm. this or ADHD and all this other me. stuff. Right. And I'm like, come on. Like, it might be something deeper, you know, going on. A, a lot of times people don't realize mm-hmm. that trauma symptoms can look like ADHD. Mm-hmm. People don't people don't know that though. They just ready to talk heavy. like you ain't share. got your certificates. Yes. You know like, what you what don't, like you don't like you like, don't know the, the knowledge. Name, they Come they on. ready to, ready to <laughs> give your kids all yes. these pills and yes. stuff to make yes. them sleepy during the day and yes. it's just like why mm-hmm. don't we just address the trauma? Why don't we talk about mm-hmm. how his dad is incarcerated mm-hmm. and how that's making him feel and give him the coping mm-hmm. skills so that he's not acting that mm-hmm. way. But you got to put the time in in order to do that cuz I I think it's beautiful That this child was able to tell his truth, but some children don't know what to do with their truth. They don't know what to do. They
2: transmute it into violence. They transmute it into rebellion. They transmute it into all these different, all these different things, man. Right. If only they had like mental notes or something to help them, help them out, you know? (laughs) I like what you did there, man. I like what you did there. I'm trying to
0: drop a triple-double today. Because Rashida is not just an author, but she also is an entrepreneur, and she creates products for mental wellness, and she has mental notes.
1: I I do. I didn't even know that. Again, I did mention that writing was a part of the Mm -hmm. way in which I heal. And so during the pandemic, I came up with a a business called Mental Note um, by Imani. And so what that was is, or what that is, um, it's a platform to promote mental health in the black community. Mm. Um, and so what I do is I blog through my own experience about mental health. And I'm, again, very transparent in my trauma and relationships and friendships and just me finding my why and my purpose. And so that's a platform that I created for people to be vulnerable. And then I also have um, Writing Wednesdays where I put a prompt, allow people to write. And that's the thing like you write to cope um if you let's just say if you wrote to cope you can also feature the work on fridays and it's like a feature friday wow and so i do co-host um a segment with a good friend of mine Alton. shout out to him because he's very supportive but we create space to just come in talk about what we're going through and then we write so i was like okay all of this is good all of this is good information that i'm giving out how can i receive and so it took me two years. I created these mental note cards, and they're not out yet. So y'all are the first to see them. Oh, <laughs> we get we, um, um, we official. My two-year anniversary of mental note is coming up next week, and that's when I'll release it. But basically the mental note cards are um, broken up into six. Um, pieces And so I have affirmations. So you'll have cards of affirmations, of different quotes, of different songs, coping skills, activities, and writing prompts. So they're broken up into wow. six categories. That's and each time you could just pick something if you need an affirmation for today. Just take if you my need money a, now. If you need a <laughs> writing prompt, if you need a quote. And it's all about promoting, like, your self-well-being. Mm-hmm. Like, how self-aware are you? How much love are you pouring into yourself? And so, again, using this just to... um. normalize normalize coping, normalize mental health, normalizing the fact that writing is healing. Like writing is healing. Music is healing. And, um, in a, in a way, that's cool. Like, this
0: is our this, age. This, so. is, this is amazing. So this and is not
1: for children. This is more so for, for the adults. adults. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> These adults need it, too. Because <laughs> yes. they don't know how to cope either. Uh-huh. They adults are, are just I- bigger children. Right. Big kids. But, okay, I like how you got it into different categories. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Oh, I so can't, feel, wait music, can't wait to buy good this. I can't wait to buy this. Good
1: writing prompts, and it's all to promote your best self. Like, right. to get you to your best self.
0: And I could use this in my treatment with my clients. Uh, absolutely. Because sometimes I'll, I'll be like, dang, what, what are we going to talk about today? You know, this kind of gives you, wow, how many cards? It, it seems like a lot. How many? Um, is like like 100 or something?
1: A little over 100. Okay. A little over
0: 100.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: that's great. And then also I see, like, stuff like Nina Simone and, okay, yeah, so it's like this like is songs, for like feel good <laughs> You know what I'm saying? This is
1: for us. Anyone can benefit because you know how everyone loves the culture. Like right. We are the blueprint. So right. So right. I think everyone. Uh, yeah, everybody's going to like sure. it. Yeah. But I, anything that I do, I make sure that our culture is represented for right. sure.
0: It's important yeah. to be culturally competent for when sure. you're dealing with mental health, especially in the black community and even in the Hispanic community because, Even working with them, I know that they're not, like, just readily to talk about mental health. That's just not a part of their, you know, culture. So, I think this will help normalize mental health. Like, everything that we're doing, even this show, is, like, helping normalize mental health so people can, you know, start feeling more comfortable with it. And then we have Rashida with all these great products. So, y'all need to get this stuff.
1: Because I truly need believe it. that, okay, so we normalize it. We have this platform, we're normalizing it. Okay, but then what? Like, people need tangible things. Right. So, where are the resources to therapists? Like, where do we have access to? Because i not just talk about mental health, but, like, do we have access to healthy food options in our community, which mm-hmm. plays a part of our, okay. um, our mental health? Do we have access to free run clubs? Like, to have, you know, physical, like, all of that plays a part into how um, we operate. And so, I... Never want to lose sight of that because it's one thing to normalize it and have a platform. All right. Now, what tools can we give people? People ain't operating just off inspiration, motivation right. alone. Like got to give them something Some people like said, really need, tangible. like, step one, step two, step three. We right. have to meet people where we are. We know that. Yeah. Like, in, yeah. In, in social work. So, I'm always big on, all right, we talking about it, now what? Like, right. people right. need things to actually do. Right.
0: Well, well, thank you so much. Like, I, I, I really want to buy these right now because I need that. But you just have so much great things out here, and it's helping the community. And I, I appreciate you. I appreciate both of y'all. But I appreciate you because it's just like it's inspiring as well because I'm seeing a young woman entrepreneur doing what, you know, is passionate to you and what's important to you. So, yeah. Let's, let's clap it up for Rashid. Let's clap it up again. Hold let's on. clap it up I don't think I
2: ever pressed the clap button this much ever. I know. Ever it's like, before. we, we got
0: to give people they flowers right now. Like, I, I we got to give people it. they flowers right now. Um, did you have anything, any other announcements, any upcoming events that you wanted to let the people know?
1: I don't. Like, this is, I, I was mentioning, like, this is my now, and I'm mm-hmm. working on being more present, and so... Now it's just this book is taking me places and I wanna say that here. Like I truly believe that this is this is gonna take me very far. And so just embracing what comes with that. Um I'm getting my license very soon, my L C S W so just speaking that into existence and you know, people are asking for part twos, it's just so much. But again creating that balance because I wanna be consistent, I wanna be I want to give everything 100%, if that makes sense. So, (laughs) like, once a month I do, um, with the organization I'm a part of, Initiate Justice, we hold a a once-a-month meeting for people who are impacted by incarceration. So if anyone ever is feeling called to hop on that, it's every third Monday from 6 to 7.30 on Zoom. You can look it up, Initiate Justice, and then I have my writing circles, which are once, once a month. You can follow me, mental note. Um, underscore by underscore Imani um that's pretty that's pretty much it like the summer the sky is the limit they right you, that's a lot try. you said that's it like <laughs> it's not a lot
0: but you got you got a lot going and definitely want to highlight that and share that with our audience because yes. it aligns exactly what we tr- we're trying to do mm-hmm. um beans did you have any anything coming up Anything coming up, uh, my birthday is June 3rd. I'm aiming
2: to do the next Transparency jersey in Jersey on my birthday, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, outside of that, uh, season four of Transparency, about to start shooting that. um yeah. in Comfort LA, bring it back to the digital series, you know what I mean, where it started at. All things Transparency. I got some stories for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I already know. Might, need to, might need to make some characters off of that. But outside of that, um, before I transition, I want to give both of y'all y'all flowers. You feel me, Nia? You doing your thing. I know you work very hard. Sometimes you're hard on yourself. Just know it's not going in vain. And you will continue Receive the fruits of your labor mm-hmm. You too Rashida This is an amazing resource That people need And it's in a very digestible way Sometimes when people hear Mental health or Therapists Or different I ain't crazy What do I need I don't need that right. for But it's kind of it's, it's something that People download And it's like Dang I didn't even know I needed that So okay. keep keep up the great work Both of right, you I just I want to take the time did. To give both of y'all Powerful black women Y'all flowers she Y'all did. doing y'all thing And just know this is only this is only
0: the beginning Right, this is only the beginning. Thank you for that, Beans. I I wanted to mention that earlier. Like, this man always encouraging me because I do downplay myself a lot. And I don't know where that comes from yet, but I do need to start being a little less humble, like, no, Nia, you're killing it. You're no, killing, you're killing it. it. You're you're out here doing it. You're out here working. You're out here moving, shaking. And I need to take a little bit more pride in that. So I'm, I'm going to work on that. Um, but I'm glad I have people like Beans in my life to remind me sometimes. Cause sometimes you do need that reminder because we could be so hard on ourselves. Cause we know the vision and how big we want it to be. So we're not even thinking about, you know, appreciating the moment and where we are. Right. So, um, I'm right where I need to be. I'm right where I need to be. And uh, for me, Kid Onyx, you know, we, we on TikTok. We on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm going to try to start getting it into some local bookstores. If you go into Napoli Naturals, we got some pamphlets in there. I got some card uh, business cards in there. So, you know, check us out. And uh, what's good with you? Follow us on all social media pra- platforms. We doing good on TikTok, by yo, the way. Yo, I know. We've been getting a lot of I likes. I know. And I'm like, oh, y'all I got, some, attention. I got
2: some TikTok dances that we need to get them on the What's Good With You podcast. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I've been practicing. I've been waiting yeah, for this moment yeah. We,
0: we going up on TikTok, y'all. So check us out on there. Uh, this will be on YouTube. And we will have all the links to Rashida's products in the description and this has been another episode of What's Good with Chew. We out of here. Walk on. All right.